Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each of us. Peace be with you. Friends, our readings for this weekend have a tremendous cohesiveness. They all speak to a truth about our world that's hard to take in, that has to be repeated to each generation afresh. A truth that many older people have an easier time understanding than young people. Here it is. Nothing in this world lasts. Everything in this world eventually fades away, turns to dust, even esses. We hold everything here below temporarily. The psalmist says, our life is over like a sigh. He also says, it's like the grass that flowers in the morning and by evening withers and fades. So, listen now to our first reading. The book of Koheleth. Older translations had it as the book of Ecclesiastes. Here are the famous lines. Vanity of vanities. All things are vanity. My Hebrew scholar friends tell me that the Hebrew sense of that word that was translated here as vanity is actually bubbles. It's good, isn't it? Like air, bubbles. Think how fleeting and fragile and delicate a bubble is and how quickly it breaks. Even as you're admiring a bubble, maybe someone's blowing a bubble out of that thing or it's coming up from the bathtub or something and you look at it, boy, how beautiful and how pristine and maybe there's a play of colors on it and you're sort of fascinated. But then before you know it, within seconds, the bubble just, boop, bursts. It's gone. So is the whole of life on earth. There's the point here. In the grand scheme of things, in the final analysis, so is all of life on earth like a bubble. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. So Kohaleth invites us to consider a successful businessman who's labored and thought and planned over many years, accumulating a great fortune. At the end of the day, let's face it, he has to give away everything he's worked so hard to attain. Why? Because he takes none of it with him when he dies. Take a look sometime this week at this book of Koheleth or the book of Ecclesiastes, if you've got an older Bible. Who is Koheleth? Well, the word just means like, like churchman. That's why it has Ecclesiastes in the you know, Latin version of this. But Koheleth, someone from the Kahal, from the assembly, the assemblyman. But traditionally he's identified with King Solomon. It's important because 
King Solomon, let's face it, had it all. He's the son of King David. Any any of the wealth and pleasure, power, influence he could possibly want, wisdom, he had it all. And Solomon, the end of his life, rehearsing all the things he's done, all the things he's acquired, finds all of it, I'm quoting again here, a chase after wind. Isn't that good? How do you catch the wind? Of course, you can't. You think you put your arms around it, it's gone. Okay, there's Kohalath. Now, listen to Paul in our second reading from Paul to the Colossians. If you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above and not what is on the earth. Well, we have here the same idea, don't we? Things here below are passing, insubstantial, fleeting. Hence our attention, Now, and again, this is important, not that we ignore the world, but our attention, our attention should be elsewhere, namely on the things that are above, things that participate in the eternity of God. So Paul goes on, listen, put to death, the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. That's a wonderful line. I invite you maybe this week to spend some time meditating on it. Put to death all these things, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Now, why? See, why? Where do these things come from? They come from a preoccupation with wealth pleasure, power, honor, and the goods of the world. Think about it. All the violence, envy, warfare, strife that we see every night on the news comes, you could say, from a hyper-concern for the passing goods of the world here below. Right? I mean, whether it's some uh, kid fighting on the street or whether it's a high-level businessman or politician, whether it's nations struggling against each other, what have you got here but a preoccupation with the evanescent, passing, fleeting things of this world that lead to immorality, impurity, passion, and the greed that is idolatry? In fact, that's the quote that gives away the game, doesn't it? Because idolatry is a worship, right? Giving latria, worship, to something which is less than God. That's where our trouble comes from that we're looking at this world in a worshipful spirit. But this world is not worthy of worship, everybody. Finally, we have Jesus' great parable as our gospel reading for today. The parable in which he tells of a rich man who's been so successful that he doesn't have space enough to store his harvest. Now, you say, boy, that's everybody's dream, isn't it? No matter what your walk of life is or what your preoccupation to be that successful that I don't even know where to keep all my my money and my possessions and and so the guy says well great okay I'm going to tear down the barns I've got and build bigger ones you know we'd say today something like I'll get rid of this financial arrangement I've got and get an even more you know lucrative one I'll get I'll dump the business I have and I'll buy a bigger one 
So confident is he in his wealth that he says to himself, Relax, eat, drink, be merry. You have good things stored up for many years. But that very night he dies. And all of it comes to naught. His whole life was building up this earthly treasure. But in a twinkling of an eye, it all comes to naught. Vanity of vanities. Bubble of bubbles. All things are bubbles. Right? It, it's great and enticing and, and inviting, but like that, it can even as. So Jesus says, Thus it will be for all who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. Now that's an exact uh, replication of what Paul said. Don't focus the attention of your heart on the things of the world, but rather on the things of God. Jesus' language, what is rich in what matters to God. Here's something that St. Augustine said long ago. And it, it's always haunted me, I must say. I came across it when I was reading his philosophy many years ago. And, and in one way, it's a, it's a highly abstract philosophical way of talking, but it's always haunted me at a much more existential level. Augustine said, since every creature has been made ex nihilo, right, from nothing, it carries with it always the heritage of non-being. I'll say it again. So we talk about creation as being ex nihilo, out of nothing, right? God doesn't make the world out of some pre-existing stuff, but rather he makes the whole of it from nothing. That means that every creature, from, from the highest archangel to, the, to a worm, carries within it a kind of penumbra or shadow of nothingness. Again, it's, it's a high philosophical way of putting it, but we know it in our bones, don't we? You know, life's going great. I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm successful, I've got the goods of the world, people like me, I'm on top of the wheel of fortune. Yeah, okay, okay. But you, listen, you and everything you've got carries within it the shadow of non-being. Why? Because no matter how good, beautiful, true, exciting a thing or state of affairs is here below, it is destined to pass into non-being. So I'm recording these words now in a, the studio. I'm looking at this uh, beautiful new microphone that I'm speaking into. I've got a, a computer in front of me that's beautiful, functioning well, looks good. But what's the one thing I know? Well, I mean, in time, those things and everything in this room, including me, will break down, become outdated, and eventually be thrown away. Right? Everything in this room, it's, it's spanking new now, fresh, functioning well, but it carries the shadow of non-being. Think of that sunset perhaps, that you enjoyed last night, that radiantly beautiful display. Where is it now? Well, it's forever gone, isn't it? It lasted a while. It's like a bubble. 
Think of that beautiful person, attractive, young, full of life, creative, joyful. Well, who will eventually age, get sick, break down, and die. The image that comes to my mind when I think about these things is the image of a um, of a firework. You know, it's the Fourth of July, night sky, and you hear the you hear the um, rocket going off, and then you see this great burst. You know, one of those kind of chrysanthemum like bursts of of light, beautifully ordered. Everyone goes ooh and ah, and then like that, it's gone, <laughs> right? And it's like. It's it's wonderful and it's so frustrating. Like, why can't that beautiful picture just stay there in the sky? Well, it doesn't. It fades away. Everything is haunted by non-being. Everything, finally, is a bubble. Bubble of bubbles. All is a bubble. Now, I'm not intending to depress you here. What I'm trying to do is do what Kohalath and Paul and Jesus are doing. To direct your attention precisely to the things that are above precisely to the eternity of God. This is not to embrace a Platonic dualism. It's to see the good, the true, and the beautiful things of this world in proper perspective. And see, here's the trick, everyone. Chesterton saw this. Once we see everything in light of God, we can learn to love the things of this world without clinging to them, without expecting too much of them. Think how much disappointment and heartache could be avoided if we only learned this truth. Vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. That's ultimately a liberating message. Does that make sense? It's like a big firework. It's like a bubble, all of life. That's a liberating message. Because now I don't have to cling to it and expect total satisfaction from it. Rather, I can look above to the things of God. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.